0: Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network.
1: Right, we're here at the Eco Global Summit in Lisbon and I'm interviewing Francis Ingram. Francis, welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. Hello, Ben. Uh, Now, Francis, um, uh, for listeners out there who are not aware of ECO, just just talk me through what ECO is and what its role is, because as far as I can gather, it is a trade body
0: for PR trade bodies, is that right? How could people not be aware of ECO? I'm astonished. Mm. Um, So we're an umbrella body for 41 national and regional associations representing PR practitioners, uh, operating in 66 countries and uh, with 3,000 agencies, from very big to very small, multinational to purely local, and we uh, help them uh, with thought leadership, with data on the market, and with networking and insight, um, as we are delivering today in uh, Lisbon.
1: Uh, and what do you, you, you sort of have a I don't know a helicopter view, if that's the right phrase, of the the global PR market? Where, How is that market? Is it buoyant? It seems to me we're, we're becoming a bit of a two-tier speed market with Asia, good growth in Europe and America, hanging on to what
0: they've got. Asia, I would say, is booming. We see that in Piazza uh, Southeast Asia, in Singapore, for example. Um, in Europe, it's tougher business, Yeah. Uh, and the UK of course, everyone talks about one thing, um, Brexit. Um, but the general vibe in the room over the last couple of days is one of confidence, growth, uh, people identify the same challenges all around the world really, um, talent is definitely up there, proving the value of what we do is up there and it's been great to have AMEC, and I do insist on calling it AMEC, contrary to what John and uh, Richard Bagnall say. It's been great to have AMEC here talking about um, evaluation. They've been here several years, always good to have them.
1: And just, you've got some mental health stats coming out from the, the, the PRCA in the UK this week. I'm always intrigued, um, and I said this as a, a sort of industry observer does PR have a bigger mental health problem than the rest of society?
0: Uh, Well, the numbers are to say that PR has a bigger health problem than other occupations. Um, Right, And our data revealed today says that uh, nearly 9 out of 10 people in our industry have suffered from mental health problems at some point in their career. I think the big issue for us is um, how employers respond. And in that regard, I've got to say, I think that employers could do more to encourage uh, their team to talk about issues, and having talked about them, then to take action to address them.
1: And what, 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 like what? Well, I mean, what are we taught? I suppose the devil is the, in the detail on that, is it? I mean, y- you know, uh, early, early, go home on on your birthday isn't quite going to cover it, is it? Well,
0: I, I think there's a structural problem with our industry. <clears throat> honestly, it's it's all about overservicing and okay. the always-on mentality, um, and uh, might be simplistic but my view is that the the key to solving mental health ironically is about um, evaluation it's about proving the value of what we do getting paid more being able to pay people more employ more people and therefore reduce the workload Um, and that to my mind is key to the issue but in the meantime that's a longer term uh, approach to it um i think we just need to encourage people to be more um well more open about talking about their problems and employers need to be more welcome, um, so more willing to um, to listen to people talking about those problems. Okay. Francis, do you think PR has an ethics problem? And I, I say that with the context I... I
1: you know, you look at accountancy firms, you look got legal firms and, uh, and other sectors out there. Do you, do you think PR has a greater issue than those type of industries?
0: I don't think that PR has a greater ethical issue than other professions and industries. In fact, I think ours is an overwhelmingly professional uh, occupation, um, and people embrace being held accountable to codes of conduct, like the PRCAs, for example.
2: Um,
0: do you think there is a global interest in ethics? I've spoken at events recently in Moscow and Istanbul and here in Lisbon about the importance of ethical professionalism, proving the value of what we do, but also proving that we do it in a good way. And I'd also reflect on this. I think the industry has moved on very significantly over the last decade in what it will do and who it will work for. You look at the fact that nobody would work for the Hong Kong government uh, despite very large amounts of money, being banded around, that would not have been the case a decade ago, no. and I see that trend as continuing, and that is a good thing for our industry and its reputation.
1: I just wonder whether, as a as a profession, we're in danger of doing ourselves down a little bit on ethics. I mean, I, I I've no doubt there are some some people, some companies out there who take on briefs that, that most people wouldn't, because and they're should we say ethically challenged. But I don't get the sense. Um, uh, that there is a, a, a broad base of PR firms doing work that is is unethical and if you listen to industry commentary on it there's a danger we talk, well not talk about it too much but I, I'm not sure it's as big a problem as people suggest it is. I
0: absolutely agree um, I think ours overwhelmingly is a positive, dynamic, happy ethical industry and Saying that, I think, helps us to address the issues that any industry would face around mental health, for example, uh, and definitely around ethics. The people who operate in the grey areas or do really controversial, unethical work, the number of those people gets smaller every year, in my view, and it's starting from a pretty low base. Um, So I think, I don't think, I know that ours is an overwhelmingly ethical industry, and when things go wrong, action happens. There are repercussions. People see that, and it, it is a virtuous circle of an increasingly ethical industry. Right.
1: And the other challenges that you see as a as a, a, a trade body, a global trade body in public relations and communications, are presumably. I suppose it's measurement, is it? Measurement and talent?
0: Measurement, talent, um, gender pay gap. Uh, Global Women in PR produced a piece of research today talking about the issues uh, that our industry really <laughs> still has to address in terms of gender. Uh, the use of ABEs, for example, declines every year. Uh, that's becoming less and less of a problem. Um, I think our most recent Eco World report said, however, that the number of people who don't evaluate anything at all had gone down from a third to a quarter, but the fact that a quarter of industry practitioners evaluate their work in no way whatsoever continues to be a problem, and we continue to focus on resolving that problem.
1: Okay. Francis Singer, thank you very much. Thank you. Right, I'm here at the Eco Summit in Lisbon, um, and joining me, th- joining me now is Barbara Bates, who's global CEO of Hotwire, and I just want to ask Barbara, what, what's your, what are your big takeaways from the summit this year?
3: My big takeaway was uh, to protect and defend the big idea, and I think PR practitioners have a habit of rolling over too quickly and not being confident enough to really go to Matt for the big idea.
1: Oh, why is that? I mean, what are we, is that a cultural thing? I
3: think is it that? has a lot. I think it is cultural to the profession that many people who grew up in the PR agency world see themselves as servants rather than of service. <laughs> okay. And um, I think sometimes they don't realize that by saying yes to the client all the time, that's not in the client's best interest. And that becoming a trusted advisor means sometimes you need to push back, say the hard stuff, maybe some ruffle some feathers with your client. And is the
1: I mean, how do we change that? Is it cultural? I think you
3: have to. I do think from the very beginning, you have to uh, empower and uh, encourage young talent to have confidence in what they know and how they practice the craft. Um, More and more, we require data strategy insights that's not fluffy stuff so if you have that behind you i think you can come to the table much more confident
1: i just when we before we we, you came on the show we were just having a chat around the the central difference in how creativity is sold from an ad agency perspective to a pr agency perspective and I, i just wonder whether that's at the heart or 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 significant part of that in that Ad agencies are essentially being paid up front for the creative idea, whereas in essence, the PR firms are
3: they give it away for free.
1: Well, doing all the creative and then basically saying, "What do you think? Fancy it?" Yes, yeah. I mean, I don't see that changing anytime soon. No, I
3: think that's a chronic problem. But I do feel like, again, this is where the PR agency needs to sort of believe that they deserve the respect to to come to the table in that way as well and be paid for. Their, their creativity and their strategy. I would say it's not just creativity, but I also think they give strategy away for okay. free as well, oftentimes during the pitch process or the new business process. But I also think PR agencies and PR practitioners can learn a lot from the ad agencies on how to present creative ideas, how to sell big creative ideas. I think we're pretty lousy at it, and I think creative or ad agencies are quite good at it. Barbara Bates, thank you very much. Thank you.
1: So I'm here with the recently appointed president of ECO, um, Nitin Mantri, who's also, of course, the group CEO at Avian We in India. Nitin, congratulations on your uh, your recent win. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Uh, now, I think I'm right in saying you're the first person from Asia to, to head up ECO.
2: That's correct.
1: Is that, a, is that a proud moment? Do you see that as a...
2: It is, as, and I think it also shows how international ECO is now. Right. And it's just not, um, you know, an uh, organization that was, yes, born out of Europe. Uh, and now we've had an American president, and now we have a president from Asia.
1: Right. Um, and as president, what, you know, I guess when, when you become president of these sorts of organizations, you have a, you have a plan, do you? You, have a, you have an agenda, and you have some objectives that, that you're keen to tick off, for want of a better phrase, over the next three or two, two years, two-year term, right?
2: Correct. Yeah. So I think we've got three broad priorities for communications. Um, the first one really is to raise professional ethical standards of the PR industry. And I think as part of that, we've already started uh, our work around the Power of power Ethics campaign. And, uh, you know, we also did a conference in Istanbul uh, a few weeks back. The second one really is to shape the future of public relations, which is really about creating greater consistency on standards and encouraging higher quality of services amongst our members Uh, and finally really it's about increasing the role and value of public relations amongst decision makers in that regard we've also just completed a c-suite survey 500 c-level executives are being polled and we're going to release that study in uh, mid-november
0: okay
1: um and they've been polled what about their what they want from pr what
2: they what they don't like about pr what sort of it's about their perceptions on pr and what they would like pr to do for them and i know one of your other
1: passions if you like it is is trying to define a a, a purpose if you like for for eco more generally Is that yes
2: that's true i think one of one of the things i would personally like to drive with the next two years is to for eco to have a cause a purpose around something that will benefit our members members and a couple of things which we have spoken about briefly is, could be something on the environment. Okay. I mean, we've seen the campaign by Greta, so we could look up a cause around that. Or it could be something which goes directly to talent, which is mental health. Today okay. is Mental Health Day, by the way. I did know that. Yeah,
1: I did know that. You met, yeah, you mentioned talent a few times I've heard when I've heard you talk over the last couple of days. What, I mean, every every agency CEO I talk to talks around talent or... or, or the, the inability to, to, to find enough talent as a, as a growth-limiting factor for their business. Um, so I think we all get that, but, but the solution is the key, isn't it? And that, that's less, less clear, right?
2: Yeah, I guess um, I keep saying this, the traditional PR firm is dead. And today the PR firm has designers, it has analytics, uh, it has uh, you know v- developers, it has data, people, so it is it is really very different, and to therefore to merge these people in a new environment together is always going to be tough. Right. So we need people to be upskilled. Uh, we need people to see kind of more 360 directionally rather than just being more blinded by, uh, you know, in one track.
1: Right. Mantri, the new president of ECO, thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network.
1: If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.